The reckless Ray. Breaking news. Welcome, folks, to a very special, very special post-election episode of the Reckless Ray Power Hour. As we kick off season two in an outright battle for the future of our country. That's right, I am reporting to you live from just outside the vote counting site here in Maricopa County, in the trenches, the current political epicenter of the country. Believe me when I say, Reckless Ray will not sit idly by as the elite underground Illuminati attempt to steal yet another election from the fine, faithful, God and Trump-fearing folk of this country. Just to give our listeners a little bit of context, shortly after midnight on election night, when it became clear that the Red Mirage had dissipated and extremism had been rejected across the country, Ray felt compelled to send out a drunken doodle to put together a caravan of other fellow election deniers to drive to Arizona to contest the election results. I've been here a couple days now and some of the shady things I've been seeing, I'll tell you, it just ain't right. People out walking dogs, the sun seems to be setting a lot later here than it was in Florida, and we have heard traffic around us. I don't know if the listeners can hear that in the background, but I can only imagine it means untoward things are happening. Now, I'm not saying this all points to a definite stolen election, but I don't think the listeners have to suspend reality too long to figure out that's exactly what's happening here. I mean, honestly. Okay, a couple things here. So, per the sunset happening later there than it does in Florida comment, I'm going to go out on a limb and guess that Ray didn't change the time on his Folex to account for the time zone change. And if we could just circle back to this thing about Doodle, um, how in God's name is that something that Ray knows how to do? Unfortunately, yes. I showed him how to use it a few weeks ago because he was missing so many of our production meetings. Needless to say, I highly regret it. He doesn't really understand the concept of it and now just sends me random invites on a daily basis. His last one was asking me when I'm available to go look at weed whackers. I said it before and I'll say it again, Augie. What a man does with the edges of his lawn tells you everything you need to know about him. And I keep mine green and tight and draped in the MAGA memorabilia. And by the way, there's not much green out here in Arizona from what I can see. I can only suspect that this is really some part of a larger cabal of the deep state taking the people's water in this fine desert landscape. It tells me that you are environmentally incompetent and that you care more about the aesthetic of your own personal lawn than you do about the overall health and well-being of the collective lawn of planet Earth, if you will. Like, you've got to know that you're just slowly destroying the planet every time you apply more fertilizer to your your precious edges, right? You know, I really would have thought that keeping you two over a thousand miles apart would have helped keep us on track for a change, but... Yet again, that is not the case. Our hatred knows no bounds. Anyways, back to my story now. So, after nobody replied to Ray's doodle, because, you know, white supremacists don't really doodle, he recruited Larry from Lancaster, whose cousin Barry happens to be a truck driver and has a run going to Dallas. From there, the two of them hitchhiked together the remainder of the way to Maricopa County. How long did you say it took you guys to get there, Ray? Like, 30 hours? Yeah, that's right, Augie. 34 magical hours. For anybody out there who has never road tripped through the deep south, hopped up on low-grade amphetamines from a back room of a Flying J's travel center outside of Biloxi, I can't recommend it enough. You just feel the pulse of our great nation, old Dixie still hanging in windows, 17 different country music stations to choose from, an endless supply of Zaxby's chicken, 
just the overall general feeling out here of economic and social regression. Oh, it takes you back to a simpler time. Saxby's does make a fine chicken salad, I'll give you that. You're damn right, Augie. You don't have to shout for us to be able to hear you. Jesus, you're gonna burst one of my eardrums. And this actually makes for a really beautiful segue into you perhaps telling the listeners where I am. Tell them where I am, Augie. Also moved by the events of November 8th, Kelly decided the next morning that she was going to travel to Atlanta, Georgia to knock on doors for Raphael Warnock as his campaign begins preparation for the runoff election against Herschel Walker. Mm -hmm. So what's the mood like up there in Atlanta this evening, Kelly? What are people saying on the ground? So I'm actually still in Savannah, but I am in Georgia. I just, I found this Groupon for a cute little B&B spa on the water, and I thought that it might just be best to really try to rejuvenate for the fight that lies ahead. Uh, my flight to Atlanta doesn't actually go out until tomorrow morning. Wait, wait a minute. So you're saying you flew to Georgia and then are flying again over to Atlanta from Savannah? Those drives are like a few hours. What happened to your carbon emissions crusade? And also... What are you rejuvenating from? You weren't part of any campaign. You have no idea what it's like to be me, Augie. The emotional investment in everything, okay? My spiritualist says that it can be even more taxing on the body than physical stress. It just seems that you miss what's most important sometimes, Augie. It's, it's very annoying. I thought you had said you were done with that spiritualist. No, I said we stopped dating, but he's still my spiritualist. Finding a good one of those is really hard to come by, you know? And I will not go back to a female spiritualist. It's so cliche. That sounds healthy. At any rate, I'm sure the Reverend is glad to have you up there pounding the pavement for him in the tourist district of upscale Savannah. So keep up that good work. Overlooking your facetious tone, Augie, I will. I really will. So I'm sure that leads many of you to ask yourselves... What exotic political locale have I destined upon as the control of the Senate and maybe our democracy hangs in the balance? Well, you'll be happy to know that I am home, holding down the fort here in this dimly lit, full wood panel confines of the Reckless Ray Power Hour studio. That's right, back here in Florida where woke, moderation, and apparently my dreams all come to die. Damn it, Augie, quit your wallowing! You're bringing our listeners down! This show is about energy and optimism. Don't forget anger. If you're not yelling, no one's listening. Has the Murdoch Doctrine been lost on everyone? And I don't know what you're sulking about, Augie. Barry told you there's plenty of room in the back of the truck for you to come along. That's all right. You, Larry, Barry, and Molly Hatchet on repeat for 30 hours? I think I'm good with my decision. So, back to the focus of the show on your journey to Arizona. What can you tell us about the environment there in Maricopa County? What's the general feeling in the air? I'm glad you finally asked. Security is pretty tight right now around the facility. Larry's drone has actually been confiscated. I told you they was never going to let us fly that here, Ray. That thing cost me 700 bucks on the Craigs. It had that 4K. Can't just go get another one. What am I going to do, pawn one of my rifles? Larry, shut up already. I told you. I would buy you another one when we get back. Besides, isn't $700 worth your freedom? I suppose I reckon. Ray, who, who are we here to support again? Masters and Lake. For the hundredth time, Larry. Masters and Lake. Oh, yeah, that little angry short-haired woman you said you was going to take back to the Motel 6. Damn it, Larry. We're on the air. Just be quiet. That was just locker room talk. 
What's said in the locker room stays in the locker room. Augie, edit that out before this goes live on the Spotify. Both that comment and just you in general are toxic AF. Actually, I think that gives our new listeners a pretty accurate picture of the Reckless Ray experience. Well, if we're painting a picture for our first-time listeners, don't forget to mention the, um, the matching teal velour tracksuit and bandana that he wears all the time. Or, um... Or the nacho cheese stained FBI shirt with the small text underneath that says female body inspector. (laughs) You say that as if it's an insult. And if we're going to play this little paint a picture bit, we better tell the listeners about Augie's vintage and questionably homosexual polo collection. Or let's not forget Kelly's endless supply of Lulumon. Funny how the young constantly bitch and complain all day long about their student debts. They can go out and afford a $200 pair of spandex. I saw Jennifer Beals rock that same look back in 1983 with some old hand-me-downs and a good old-fashioned pair of American-made wool socks. First off, you say that as if it's an insult. My Coles card has paid for itself ten times over, so who's the sucker there? And it's been well-established how many compliments I get at Co-Ed Tuesday Night Pickleball League. Secondly, I'm fairly certain your younger viewers aren't picking up on your references, Ray. Well, to counter that, if I may, Augie... For starters, that's a senior co-ed Tuesday Night Pickleball League, isn't it? And two, if you don't know who Jennifer Beals is, you don't have a brain. Or a limpido, much like Augie. But I'll tell you, it's this younger generation we need to be worried about. They're trouble. The fact they actually voted this time around should be all the proof we need this country is moving in the wrong direction. Soccer moms, African and or Americans voting in large numbers, young people. Thank God we have my Cubano-Espano friends down in Dade County. Pretty much the bulk of what he just said was screaming and non-coherent gibberish, but I do think he paints a fairly accurate portrait of Augie, or, uh, or Augustus as I would like to call him. Though, I would like to add that he seems to also have a very unhealthy obsession with Dan Rather's Twitter feed. Which, also, by the way, stop asking to log into my account to read Twitter posts and just get your own damn account. I'm getting real sick and tired of Papa Rather, Rafael Nadal, and the Lincoln Project constantly showing up on my feed. Dan Rather's a national treasure. Again, in 1983, maybe... I didn't even know who he was until I saw the picture you have of him on your uh, on your desk. I just thought it was like your grandpa or something. It's an autographed picture, Kelly. Why would I have an autographed picture of my grandpa? It was signed, Dan the Man. I don't know, Augie. You have a lot of unusual tendencies. Like what? Are you kidding? Let's see. There's Mondays with Michael Bolton, the aforementioned polo obsession, and your slavish devotion to a bargain. I once saw you tell the cashier I love you after getting a 30% off coupon at Kohl's. I mean, don't get me wrong, I like quality burrito as much as the next person, but you've ruined Taco Tuesdays for me. It's the dollar menu over and over and over again, for God's sake. All right, that's enough. I think the new listeners get the point. Augie is cheap, socially awkward, and very likely could not get laid in a whorehouse. If they want to explore more about Augie and his sexual incompetencies, they can go back to season one where we dedicated an entire episode of why he cannot get laid. In fact, that's one of the few reasons I agree to this whole Spotify debacle. Holy shit, he said Spotify. So we could go back and relive all the hilarious ways we've insulted Augie over the years. Also, hearing myself talk non-stop... On repeat is orgasmic in many, many ways. You do know my mom called me crying after that episode, right? Well, it was a good role reversal for the family for a change, I guess. You know, instead of you calling her crying like usual... I don't call my mom and cry. Whatever you have to tell yourself, Augie. You're from a softer and weak generation. Participation, trophies, feelings, all that shit. 
You probably hug each other too. Closest I ever got to a hug was when Dad put a firm hand on my shoulder after running over Ranger with the tractor, told me to go get the shovel. Then again when Father Hooper tried to give me a hug at Dad's funeral. Punched him. Punched him right in the gut. Don't belittle the merits of participation trophies, please. We need a society where everybody is taught to feel special. And also, thanks for the backstory, Ray. I am definitely getting a better picture of why you are the way you are. All right, then. On that note, I think our first-time listeners got a pretty good glimpse of what life is like here on the Reckless Ray Power Hour. Before we sign off for the night, any closing thoughts from Arizona, Ray? Thanks, Augie. At the moment, there just seems to be a large number of people counting a large number of ballads. But this could just be the calm before the storm. In fact, I know it is. You have to watch the Illuminati. That's when they strike. When you least expect it. As I mentioned, there's dogs out and about. It's getting darker here later. Just just change the time on your watch, Ray. I'm currently posted outside the north entrance of the facility and watching for any irregularities. And viewers should also rest assured that Mike Lindell has some staff here stationed near the south corridor. So between the two of us... We will be sure to tweet out any irregularities and, of course, contribute to any and all rumors that threaten our democracy and improve chances of the Republican Party gaining additional power. I don't know, Ray. They seem like pretty nice people around here. For the last time, Larry, shut up! On that note, I should mention there was a small militia group from Kentucky that I chatted with at a Continental breakfast this morning. Very, very nice guys. It's a rumor on the street, Augie, that there's a tunnel that leads under the building. So they're headed up to City Hall right now to check out the architectural plans. I'll make sure to keep you posted on their efforts. Also, Marjorie Taylor Greene is 90 to 95% certain lasers and the Jews are involved in some way. We don't know for sure yet how, but we do know they are involved. God willing, we can wrest back control of Congress and once again put these conspiracy theories into the mainstream where they belong, Augie. Wonderful. I'm sure our easily persuaded listeners will be waiting for those reports and or outright lies with bated breath and kelly any final thoughts from you before we sign off for the night what's that augie i'm sorry the uh the hot stones they really sizzle so i just i didn't catch all that anything to add your plans for georgia a bit lower todd uh no uh just getting really emotionally and physically prepared for the fight here in Georgia. It's gonna be a battle, but Stacy and I are on it. And there you have it, folks. Ray is in Arizona losing touch with reality. What little he had left, and Kelly's in Savannah squeezing in a massage, I guess, between her otherwise busy day of posting social equality rants and Snapchatting her breakfast croissant. From multiple angles, I might add. I, of course, am still here in Florida, somehow tasked with watching after Ray's garage and studio amidst the storms and reviewing these numbers out of Dade County, wondering how in the hell all the Hispanics flocked to DeSantis. I mean, is it the name? Do they think DeSantis is Hispanic? Anyways, and finally, as always, pondering my life choices, getting involved in a low-budget, polarizing political talk show. On the plus, though, aside from a sad showing for decency here in the Sunshine State, it seems that normalcy and moderation might just be what the people want after all god damn it augie quit pissing and moaning about your life and fire up ray's greatest hits on the spotify no, don't let the listeners ride. hear what and they came to, to hear the reckless ray the reckless power hour the reckless power hour